This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. Guys, I'm so excited to be back with you both for this week's episode. We're excited to have you back and to be back with all of us. Yes. The collective. Yes. 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 (laughs) What have you guys been doing? Jeffrey, I saw on your Instagram, maybe you were at the Bowers? I was. (laughs) I was. I keep going back to the Bowers in downtown Disney. They just keep pulling me back in. It's your second home. You just got to move in. Exactly. (laughs) Both those places. Oh my gosh, I could just curl up next to the giant alien from Aliens in the Bowers exhibit and (laughs) bring me comfort. And Herbie the love bug. <laughs> I could sleep in Herbie. Like if there's that or yeah, definitely Herbie would be more comfortable than the uh, car from Ford versus Ferrari, which is also <laughs> there. Totally. But, um, went back to stage 17. Now it's all decked out for Christmas with every Christmas item that I don't need and yet still find myself purchasing. I bought these, <laughs> these super, super cute ornaments that are the facades of attractions and then you turn them around and there's like a little glimpse of the attraction so i got the country bear jamboree one which was sherry what about you well i watched another episode of abc's supermarket sweep yeah girl y'all i cannot get enough (laughs) i feel like i don't blink when i watch it (laughs) 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 it's just wide open my mouth is also open like i would love to see Candace, especially you on that show. I don't know why I Dude. keep envisioning you like just rocking. Because this aisles. was my show back in the day and I'm like <laughs> into like the sneaker culture now. So I just lace up something sick and just, yes. just go for it. You would go dominate. I feel like you get a $10,000 cart, no problem. Man, I gotta <laughs> get on that show. It's great. I have to admit, I haven't watched it yet. So I need you to explain, like if the idea is just to get expensive stuff, why don't you just go to like the aisle with like vitamins or things? Is that See, you would think so from what I can tell from what I've gathered from the contestants who really rack it up, they get a lot of meats, a lot of cheeses and honey, like top yeah. shelf honey is very expensive. So grass fed beef, you definitely get yeah. the honey that is like brought in from Canada or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Huge wheels of cheese too, like tire size wheels of cheese. Yeah. Wow. Just a picture like your holiday party or shopping for that and you're getting like all <laughs> yeah. of the good stuff. Totally. Premier, uh-huh. premier stuff. <laughs> I love that. Sherry, thank you for schooling me on Supermarket Sweep. Anytime. I will be watching that on ABC, much like I watch The Connors, one of my favorite shows. And coming up on the show, we have Michael Fishman and Lisey Gorenson, who have been on the show since the very beginning. I don't know about you guys. I find that to be the funniest show on TV. It is so good. So good. And they have some really interesting things to say. Some things that surprised me, including about Disney legend John Goodman. So uh, stick around for that, everyone. Candace, what have you been up to this week? Well, I had a big week because I was actually able to talk to Tina Fey about her role in wow. Disney Pixar Soul. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. What did you learn? Tell us. Tell us everything. I- I learned that she actually met most of the cast members in person for the first time at D23 Expo. What? No way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. 
I did too. It made me so excited for the next expo. And she said she was super excited to be able to share this announcement of the film and share it with all the Disney fans at D23 Expo. So I thought that was really cool. It was really cool seeing her on stage there. I feel like she may have had the line of like, shouldn't you all be on rides or something? Which I (laughs) definitely got a big laugh. And speaking of D23, big news out of D23 this week. Starting next week, they are launching the Fantastic Worlds Celebration. It is a week of virtual panels from... Marvel, from the parks, from Walt Disney Animation Studios. There's really, really great stuff. The Marvel team has put together some really, really interesting panels. There's an Epcot panel from Disney Parks. Eric Goldberg, legendary animator who we love. Mm -hmm. He talks about Fantasia, which is celebrating its big anniversary this year. So really, really cool. Really great panels. Really great, great guests who are going to be a part of it. You can visit d23.com for more information on that. All right, guys. Well, ABC has announced their early 2021 unscripted show premiere dates. So we have lots of new shows premiering at the top of the year, along with the return of some of the most popular and well-known titles on TV. So let's get to the premieres. Season four of American Idol on ABC, Sunday, February 14th. That one is going to be an easy one to remember. I don't know if they're going to have a love theme or what's going to happen, (laughs) but I'm excited for that one. Also, season 25 of The Bachelor, that starts Monday, January 4th. This is the one where we're going to meet Matt James, who you guys saw on The Bachelorette. He's going to get his turn as The Bachelor. Game shows, series premiere of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Yay! Yay. I'm so excited about that. Pat, Vanna, and a whole bunch of celebrities. I love it. (laughs) Million dollars up for grabs. That's a good one starting Thursday, January 7th. And then a brand new quiz show called The Chase. It's hosted by Sarah Haynes, who you guys will know from The View. And finally, a huge new game show called The Hustler. I have to tell you about this one, guys, because it's hosted by Craig Ferguson. And each episode follows five contestants as they collaborate to answer a series of trivia questions worth $10,000 each. Um, There is a kicker here, guys. One of the five contestants, the hustler, already knows the answers, but they actually have to keep their identity a secret in order to have a shot at winning the grand prize. So lots of twists in this show. It's going to be a good one. And we can't leave out Anthony Anderson hosting To Tell the Truth. You know it. Season six, that's going to start Tuesday, June 26th. Ooh, lots of TV to tune into. My DVR is going to be on overdrive. (laughs) Well, the most wonderful time of year is here. I mean, for me, it's been here since like August. (laughs) It's closer to here. Don't you mean Christmas in July? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Holiday celebrations have begun at three Walt Disney World Resort theme parks and Disney Springs with Epcot and Disney Resort hotels joining soon. So here are just a few of the ways you can experience the magic through December 30th. At Magic Kingdom Park, they've got characters on Christmas time floats. There are all kinds of cavalcades. I am most excited to see pictures and read about Goofy's scrumptious cavalcade. Ooh. Features Goofy cooking up some fun from his gingerbread house with, of course, dancing gingerbread men. Yay! Uh, I've got a special place in my heart, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> 
Then over at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, starting December 1st, there will be holiday-themed food offerings such as the white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. So good. I'm going to need like 17 lactate before I can try that, but it's (laughs) (laughs) totally worth it. And hopping over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, after dark, the Hollywood Tower Hotel is going to twinkle with magical projection effects becoming the Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel, transforming into a Muppets gingerbread masterpiece, a Toy Story Hotel, a snowy corner of Arendelle. You're checking all the boxes here. That's all I know. Yes. It does sound (laughs) good. I actually had the chance to see it a few years ago, and it's great. In just over a week... I'm heading to Orlando, so uh, I will be sending you many photos. Please. (laughs) Not too many. I'm going to get too jealous. (laughs) Just a food, Sherry. Only a food that I'm eating. No. No. (laughs) Torture. (laughs) And then over at Disney Springs, there will be the Disney Springs Christmas tree stroll, inviting guests to gaze at all the beautiful, elaborately decorated Disney trimmed trees throughout the district. You can send me pictures of that, Jeffrey. I'd like to okay. see that. <laughs> They've done that before, too. And it's always so cute. I love all the theme trees. I'm, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan. And then, of course, we've talked about this on the show before, but coming November 27th, the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Mm. Yay! Yes. I'm spending like two days at Epcot just so I can try all this food. <laughs> uh, even more jealous, but very, really excited for you. <laughs> Okay, Jeffrey, I know you're going to be enjoying all the Walt Disney World things, but over on our coast, the West Coast, Buena Vista Street is opening November 19th. Yay! Restaurants like Carthay Circle and Smoke Jumpers Grill, as well as shops like Elias and Company and Trolley Treats are going to offer holiday gifts and apparel. All kinds of holiday happenings abound. And make sure you check out the Disney Parks blog for the complete list on both coasts. And speaking of the Disney Parks blog, you can also go there to see a little bit more about this new adorable Mickey Mouse plush that they are releasing in celebration of 40 years of the Disney and Make-A-Wish partnership. It's adorable. And it actually Mm -hmm. ties into, I don't know if you have seen this yet, but they put out a three-minute short called From Our Family to Yours, and I'm going to get choked up just talking about it because it it already has millions of views on social media, so I'm pretty sure anyone listening to the podcast has seen it. If you have not, as soon as you're done listening to the podcast, please go over and watch it. It is so beautiful. It is on the Disney Parks social. You can actually see it on the Disney Parks blog. And the song featured in the short, Love is a Compass by 19-year-old British singer-songwriter Griff, is beautiful. And you can download Mm -hmm. it, and proceeds from the download also go to Benefit Make-A-Wish. So you can read more about that at the Parks blog or at wish.org slash Disney about this. I'm looking at the Mickey plush. It's making me remember the short. I'm getting... Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I'm just going to need a moment to compose myself here. (laughs) Candice, why don't you talk? All right, let's talk about Hong Kong Disneyland Resort because they're getting ready to launch their 15th anniversary celebration on November 21st. So the Mm. celebration starts with the opening of the reimagined Castle of Magical Dreams inspired by 13 stories of beloved Disney princesses and queens. So I love this because guests, cast members, community partners, and Disney friends, including Mickey Mouse, have all shared their dreams on magical dream cards, which they're collecting in a treasure chest. Mm. 
lifting it to the top of the tallest tower of the castle and ensuring that the castle, which is the heart of the resort, as you know, will always be filled with hopes and dreams. Aww, it's so Disney. Cute. It's so magical. In the new issue of, of Disney 23, which members will get very soon, we actually have a great photo essay of the new Castle of Magical Dreams. And the back cover is just a gorgeous, gorgeous photo of it. So um, D23 members, look for that. And if you're not a D23 member, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Well, there's an exhibition called Building a Dream, the Magic Behind a Disney Castle, which is going to go behind the magic of the first time in Disney history that an existing castle has undergone such a transformation, showing the Walt Disney Imagineering process from concept to design, which is so cool. Mm. There's also a glimpse into the magic, which is a tour of the castle of magical dreams where guests can go into the castle with audio narration. So that's very cool. Mm. If you guys, by the way, want to follow the resort's Instagram account, it's at HK Disneyland. They're right in the middle of the 15 day countdown to the anniversary celebration. And Sherry, we should note a Disney Christmas that's going to be underway starting November 14th. Oh, that's 14 days too late, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other holiday news, we've talked about it before, but the Lego Star Wars holiday special is coming to Disney Plus on November 17th, just a few days away. And they released a trailer for it. You can catch it out on the Disney Plus social. It is hilarious, and I cannot wait to watch this next week. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of Disney Plus, on Point, an original docuseries capturing a season in the School of American Ballet in New York City premieres December 18th on Disney+. Plus. All episodes of the original six-part docuseries will be available that Friday the 18th. So the documentary features unprecedented access to one of the top youth ballet institutions in the world following the lives of students age 8 to 18 pursuing their dreams to become ballet dancers. Mm. Yes, I am super really stoked for this. I've been taking ballet lessons since I was three, and I am nowhere near this level, the level of these eight-year-olds, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to be inspired by their journeys. I know I keep mentioning the D Disney 23 magazine, but we have a great story in that issue on it, and I am so excited to watch the show just based on the, reading this story. The work that they do is... Uh, yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, my feet are just reading so it. easy. Yep. So graceful, so but there's a lot, a lot of training that goes into that. Totally, totally. Well, guys, production is underway on the Disney Channel original movie, Christmas Again. This is a heartwarming comedy about the magic of Christmas and creating new Christmas traditions. So they've started filming in Chicago, and the cast includes Disney Channel fan favorite Scarlett Estevez from Bunked, You'll also recognize Daniel Sunjata. He's a part of the film, Tony Award winner Priscilla Lopez, and so many more guys. What's also cool about this is there's a team of producers who were actually behind Disney Channel's Liv and Maddie who are working on the film, so that's pretty cool. And here's what happens in the movie without giving anything away. It centers on Roe who is an 11-year-old girl. She's kind of having a meh Christmas, not handling her parents' divorce well because she wants her life back the way it was and her family traditions to stay the same. 
She kind of has a disappointing celebration with her family, makes a wish to a mall Santa for a do-over, and unexpectedly finds herself reliving Christmas Day over and over again. So it's going to be a fun one to watch. If you want to follow Instagram and Twitter for up-to-date news on the movie, you can check out the hashtag at Disney Christmas again. Yes. Well, and you're going to be following that hashtag for a while because it does not come out till 2021. We should let everyone know it's not, <laughs> not for this Christmas. It'll be next Christmas. But you know what? What? We don't have to wait at all for five <laughs> fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends Woo-hoo! at D23, the official Disney fan club. For more details and the complete schedule, visit D23.com. Sherry, what's up first? Jeffrey, thanks for throwing over to me. Up first, we've got Inside (laughs) Pixar. Uh, It is a documentary series coming Friday, November 13th to Disney+. I'm so thrilled for this, as you can probably imagine. We get a true inside look into the people, the artistry, and the culture of my favorite place on Earth, Pixar Animation Studios. Nice! Uh, Well, also on... Friday the 13th, we have the (laughs) season finale of Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. This is the drama that we have been waiting for. I'm bracing myself (laughs) because Gus, the hippo, makes a frenemy out of an older hippo at the river playground. I'm just saying, who knows what could happen. There could be people jumping into fountains and fighting in gowns. I'm just saying. (laughs) Swamp on the Kilimanjaro Safari. That's the kind of drama I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the same day, Friday, November 13th, a new documentary is coming to Hulu. It's called I Am Greta, and it tells the story of 17-year-old climate activist slash boss slash hero Greta Thunberg. So we get to see her one-person school strike for climate action outside the Swedish parliament and her rise to prominence as she sparks school strikes around the world. And we also will get to see her extraordinary wind-powered voyage across the Atlantic Ocean to speak at the UN Climate Action Summit in New York City. I am really, really, really looking forward to watching this. If you don't follow her on Twitter also, give her a follow. She is awesome. Mm. Totally. Definitely watching that one. Guys, are you ready for this? Saturday, November 14th, be on the couch at 9.15 p.m. Eastern with Freeform on because you're going to be able to see Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one where Kevin cons his way into that room at the Plaza Hotel. It's going to get you in the holiday spirit. I love Home Alone. Yes. Well, on Sunday the 15th, Get ready for another episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I just love Jimmy Kimmel. Honestly, he could have like, it could just be him on the show for (laughs) half an hour and I'd be super in. I very much enjoy that show. Just playing a solo game of trivia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually good for about like the first like three questions and then I'm like, yep, no, I got nothing. Can we have a Disney category, please? (laughs) So true. Well, let's get to our interview, because today we are so lucky to have with us two of the stars of The Connors, who both literally grew up playing their characters. Welcome to the show, Becky and DJ Connor, Lisey Gordonson, and Michael Fishman. Yay! Yay. Hi! Thanks for having us. 
Welcome. Well, Michael, first off, congratulations on directing the hilarious Halloween episode of the show. We're all curious if there was anything that surprised you going behind the camera that you didn't expect on this one. No, I was just really thankful. You know, we have a great crew and a really talented staff of people who make production possible. And, you know, Halloween's always a little extra with all of the costumes and makeup and special effects. And so it was a great opportunity. And Lisey, what was it like for you to be directed by someone who you've known since he was six years old? (laughs) Well, I've said it before, but it was kind of weird because I'm used to pushing him around. (laughs) But he knows that. He knows our history. But it was actually really exciting. The Halloween episode's always really fun, and it's also really uh, tricky in terms of all the special effects and all the costumes and you know, it's just like a whole undertaking, but he did a wonderful job and it was just kind of calming. I mean, I think one thing that happens on our show is we have a lot of different directors and so, you know, they'll kind of come in and then leave and whatever, but having Michael there, I mean, we have so much history that just, you know, having his presence on set was such a natural thing for all of us. So it was actually really fun. Hmm. Good job, Michael. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Checks in the mail. Tens all around. I say that because if he directs again, I get the good edit. Do you understand? Ah, <laughs> nice. Well she doesn't want me to to pick on her now that she tells the whole world she pushes me around. That's right. <laughs> You're right, Michael. I shouldn't have said that. Oop. <laughs> So the pandemic has played into the first several episodes of the show. How are you handling it? How's it playing out over the course of the season so far? Well, I mean, the pandemic is obviously a natural character in what's going on in everybody's life. I think what you see as you progress through the season is more and more. I mean, it's about the family. It's always going to be an undertone to things that are going on because it's an undertone to all of our lives. But it certainly is not the forefront of what's going on. There's a lot of changes. uh, You know, the girls both have new jobs. Lisey can kind of speak to that. But, you know, there's a lot of dynamics in the families that are shifting and and changing. So that's really our main focus. You know, I think like a lot of people in classic Connor ways, it's really hitting them socioeconomically. Jackie and Becky put all their inheritance money into the restaurant. And then this happens right after they open it up pretty much last season. Mm -hmm. And so Jackie has to let Becky go. And then Becky takes a job at um, Wellman Plastics where her mom and aunt used to work and sees Darlene in line, who's also trying to get a job. So, you know, everyone's trying to feed their families and also help Dan, alias dad, Mm -hmm. you know, keep the house and, um, you know, keep a roof over our heads. So, you know, they're struggling in that way, just like everyone else is in the country or, you know, most people, I think. Yeah. Michael, I think you actually hit on this a tiny bit. What I leave by saying it's a character, just because I'm thinking about the moment where young Mark got into the fight because of the masks and something that I think so many of us are hearing or, or certainly seeing on social media. And you guys yet, you know, you were able to make it a plot point and make it a, a character without it necessarily being all about what's happening in the world. Yeah, I think it's very accurate. It's one of those things. It's always going to be kind of an undertone because it's an undertone in all of our lives. I think we're all kind of finding our own ways of navigating, finding ways of dealing with it and expanding and 
finding ways to social distance and see each other. And, and it's always going to play a little bit of a role. But like Lisi said, you know, the socioeconomic impact, the personal impact, some of the psychological impact and the family impacts are, are really more what we dive into. Hmm. Yeah. What was it like for you guys personally to come back to the show after all of this? It must be so different now. Yeah, it's quite different. Both Michael and I, you know, growing up on the show, there's still quite a few people that we grew up with who are still working on the show again, which is so wonderful. And we're very close, all of us. So the whole distance thing is, I was kind of concerned about it. It's not excruciatingly painful because I'm so happy to see everyone, but it does put kind of an icy quality to an otherwise pretty warm situation, if that makes sense. Mm. Michael called the Corona, you know, another character. It's almost like our protocol is another character on set. I mean, it's such something that we are constantly aware of and it really affects a lot of things. But, you know, when all is said and done, we're working together as usual and and we love our work and we're still the Connors and we still have fun. And so it, it takes a lot to bring us down. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, well, we've got to shift gears to John Goodman. <laughs> As you may know, he is a Disney legend, voice of one of my favorite characters, Sully from Monsters, Inc. So I just want to know, does he walk around set and require people to refer to him as Disney legend John Goodman? <laughs> no, John's about as humble as they come. You know, he's pretty quiet. John, you know, that character actually is a perfect character for him because Sully is this larger than life monster who has a gentle side and finds the peace in what's going on with Boo. And I think that's kind of a, a lot of who John is. Uh-huh. And so it fits very well. You know, uh, his daughter actually works on our set and there are these moments where he sneaks over and kind of teases his daughter and goofs around and plays with her, Molly. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing as a, a grown woman to get to work with your dad in that way and be a professional and have that opportunity. It's fun to watch that parental side to him hmm. play out from time to time. But, you know, that's such a classic character. That's That might be the meme and gif I send back and forth to my daughters the most. <laughs> Has uh, John ever done the Sully voice for them? No, my kids are older, so I don't make those requests. You know, my, <laughs> mine are grownups, but we still send uh, playful, sweet messages back to each other. <laughs> That's so cute. Well, between Roseanne and the Connors, you've played the characters for many years. Do each of you have a favorite episode or a favorite memory? Oh, my gosh. I don't, I mean, that's pretty much impossible. It's like saying that you have one real childhood memory in real life because, you know, so much of our time was spent on set. All right. You can pick two, Lisey. That's oh. fine. Well, I can say that one thing that I can say that always is not necessarily memorable, but sometimes we all just kind of get a little slap happy and we kind of veer off and into our own kind of inside jokes and inside comedy and we really kind of start cracking ourselves up and so it's not very professional but it does <laughs> it is a lot of fun you know what I mean because I feel like it's just like what I do with my brother like we'll have some stupid thing that we used to say you know back in the 80s 
that still makes us laugh. And we do that as a family too. And it's, it's really fun when you're, you know, when you're at the, trying to do all that work thing. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, there's shows in every season that kind of stick out. You know, one of the early ones is Lover's Lane where <laughs> poor Lisi as Becky gets teased about oh Chip at God. the bowling alley. Uh, that one jumps out at me, but you know, the Halloween episodes were always super special. And then for me, it's anytime we dive into a really deep topic, you know, mm-hmm. Homeward Bound was not my ideal episode, but it became such a great episode. It was so well written. And then White Men Can't Kiss, because that really defined DJ's character. And I think the idea and the concept of how that has played forward from a kid who had some ignorance and some bigotry to expand his thinking and expand his mind to the point where he falls in love with the same girl that he was worried about kissing all those years before. There's a level of growth there and development that I think really underscores what we try to do and what I hope entertainment does to kind of bring people together. Hmm. Totally. Lisi, I think you may have been in college, but Michael, what do you remember about filming the Walt Disney World episode of the show? It was crazy because we (laughs) went there and kind of took over Disney World. And, you know, there's all these rules when you film on the amusement park itself and then kind of traversing, trying to get through because the park's still open and people are all around you. Yeah, It's the last time I rode Dumbo because we rode Dumbo like 16 times in a row, (laughs) Sarah Gilbert and I. So it's the one ride I wouldn't take my kids on. And it's one of those things because I got so sick because, you know, you just never get off and all the people are coming on and going off and you're just going in circles and circles and circles. And, you know, the first couple (laughs) of takes I was working that joystick pretty hard. And after that, I was like, okay, we're going to have to slow down here. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we got a chaperone who would Mm. take us and kind of let us go on rides in between shooting. So I was grabbing as many crew members as I could and stealing people to go ride rides and try things out as much as we could to enjoy the moment while we were there. (laughs) That's so fun. And yes, to confirm, I was in college. I got a call that said, hey, Lisi, we want you to fly to Disney World this weekend or, you know, for next week or whatever. (laughs) I have, you know, four 15 English papers due. (laughs) I'm in rehearsal for the school play and I'm on the rugby team and we have a match. So, you know, I'll have to miss this one. But um, (laughs) again... Something that would have perhaps been preferable at the time. (laughs) Disney World's always preferable. Right, exactly. Well, coming back together in 2018, was the dynamic between you different? I think the show, the dynamic of the show stayed the same. I think we tried really hard to carry that legacy forward. You know, the dynamics are always different more so probably for me than anybody else. Cause when we left, I was still a kid and coming back as a, an adult and a parent and all of these other things, my character has the most ground to cover in that way, but mm-hmm. we all kind of fit together. As Lisey said before, we're a pretty playful bunch and we like to entertain each other. Yeah. And also I, um, I had been in New York since I graduated from college So I wasn't on this coast and I wasn't around all these people that I used to hang out with and work with. And so for me, it was just this kind of being away from, 
your college friends or, I mean, your high school friends for, you know, almost 20 years and then revisiting that. And and that was really, really lovely and, and exciting and realizing there was something bittersweet about it because it was just all these people that I had missed. And, you know, I was busy worrying about whatever I was in the moment, but it's just so wonderful to reconnect with these people that I really love. Mm-hmm. Lisi, what's something that we would be surprised to know about Michael? And Michael, what's something that we would be surprised to know about Lisi? Oh my gosh. I, well, I don't know if this is surprising, but one thing that I'm happy about Michael is that he's a sports fan and he loves baseball. So to me, he's a big Dodgers fan. I'm a big Cubs fan. So the fact that we can talk about baseball to me is very cool and exciting. I don't know if that's like something kind of wild, but it's something that I really like. (laughs) I wish I had something more dishy, you know what I mean? Oh, and also (laughs) I can tell you, he is such a sucker for animals. I mean, he usually has like a hundred animals or <laughs> close to a hundred. I mean, it's, I love animals too. I have a dog and a cat, but Michael usually has like a thousand cats and <laughs> the numbers are just going to keep increasing. Oh, I like how Lacey just tried to make me a crazy cat lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, do we need to call the ASPCA? <laughs> No, I, I have adopted a lot of pets over the years, and I've I've rescued a lot of animals along the way. Uh, I have oh, a rescued cat right now. So, you know, they kind of find the people that they know they're supposed to <laughs> supposed to be with. Oh, okay. uh, totally. But I would say when it comes to Lisey, I also think people don't realize how big a sports fan Lisey really is. I mean, she's a diehard Chicago fan of every possible sport you could think of. She's a diehard football fan which is where the idea for that episode with the the boyfriend who's a Packers fan coming over. <laughs> but also, you know, I think people don't realize Lisi has a really interested, varied background and she's a very family oriented person. You know, her character, you know, has her ups and downs on the show, but she has such a close knit family and she really, is a support structure in her family. And I think she didn't get enough credit for that. Well, for coming episodes of the Connors, can you share any teasers, any sneak peeks? What can we expect? Uh, Here's where we have to think about what we can and cannot say. We're at that (laughs) point. Let's see. Well, we know that Becky and Darlene are working at the factory. And I can say that... There are some shakeups that happen at the factory with both of them mm-hmm. and that some of them involve their boss, Robin. That's one thing. I'm trying to think of what else, a teaser. It's so hard to tease without telling. <laughs> Fair. Michael, I thought it was interesting I, I, that your daughter is now living in, in the house with the aunts. It was really interesting to watch you play that. And, and I thought, well, that's... that changes the dynamic of their relationship yeah you know that shift you know took me by surprise when i saw that in the script it's a big change and it's a big impact you know i really wanted to make sure people understood the dynamic of what that means for a dad particularly a dad who functions mostly like a single dad because his spouse is deployed who's trying to be honorable and do 
what he can to be the best dad possible, but whose daughter kind of really tells him that this is what she wants. And, you know, that was a kind of sudden shift that has occurred. So it means you see a lot less DJ. It really has shifted the dynamic in the family. Well, you guys have been a part of the Disney family for a while now. So we end all of our shows asking what your favorite Disney memory is. So do you guys have one you could share with us? Oh, my gosh. That's another hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always. So that one's easy for me. I went a couple years ago to the Mickey's 90th. Oh, yeah. That night was magical. The way people enjoyed the passion people had the playfulness i went with mylon robinson and the two of us were like somehow we were dressed up to be formal and responsible adults and turned into two like 10 year olds joking and laughing and it was probably the most one of the most fun nights of my life lisa yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's like it's not nothing. It's so many things. You know, I haven't really sat down and thought about this before, but I think one thing that I can say is that a lot of the music in Disney films, kind of the old cartoons, is so beautiful. And sometimes there will be a melody. I think I was listening to some jazz version of Alice in Wonderland the other day, and it was... Thinking about that and thinking about how they hold memory, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thinking about how music holds memory and and really makes you feel, you know, in addition to the beautiful visuals, kind of really present. And I just feel like, you know, when I think about the the sounds of Alice in Wonderland and Snow White and, you know... It just is so moving. It's it's really powerful. And it's so funny because it's such a visual medium. You know, you think cartoons, you think of the images. But I also think of all the, the music involved. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Lisi and Michael, thank you both so much for being on our show today. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm excited to watch the rest of the Connors. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you have us back because now I want you to re-ask those questions once I have time to think about all the things I love. <laughs> you can shoot us like a, shoot, shoot us notes, and we'll be like, "And this week, Lisi remembered." Yes, yeah. it'll, like it'll be just five seconds. It'll be Lisi remembered. <laughs> I like it. Could be a new segment. I'm in. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) They are so cool. I can't imagine having played those characters and grown up playing those characters. They're just, they're so interesting. I love that. Well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, and really, you can chat with us. We'll we'll write you back on social. Candace and I usually. I'm on right now. I'm scrolling in the ads. (laughs) hashtag us at d23 inside disney and for all the latest disney info check out d23.com we'll be back next week with more disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of d23 inside Inside Disney. disney